Hi everybody, thank God it's Good Friday, and thank God for Good Friday. Yeah, and, and what is good about Good Friday? And stay with us and you'll find out. Welcome back everyone, happy to have you here this week for another episode of YPA, that's Young People Ask. My name is Edgar Guzman. And this is Father Byron. And we're here to, whoa, whoa. I need water here. I'm choking. I'm telling you, we're I'm preparing. just excited. <laughs> yes, there's like so much, and we're so much looking forward for it because um, people ask this question, and uh, it's very interesting because we talk about Easter, you know, but in order to have Easter, we really have to have this Friday, which is particular. And hopefully, we will find so many aspects and so many things that make this particular Good Friday good. Yeah, you know, the growing up, you always, it's always kind of contrary when you start thinking about it. You know, this is, we're celebrating Good Friday. And there's so many ominous, uh, almost dark themes to that day. Exactly. Right? Yeah. What's good about it? And that's a very common question, a question I asked myself growing up too, and I didn't seek the answers till later. Um, but yeah, we'll, we'll go into a little bit of detail about what is Good Friday, right? Uh, but begin, before we begin, Father Byron, ¿cómo estás? How are you? Hey, muy bien. And thanks for being um, with us, and I'm happy to be here as well. Awesome. Uh, we know we're on the tail end of Lent. Uh, does that get crazier for you as a priest? It, it, it's, to me, it gets exciting because mm. uh, we get to really, on, on Holy Thursday, we get to experience the joy of, you know, the call of to, to be priests, you know. So as a priest, it particularly touches me. And there is a, a very particular ritual that we do on the celebration of um, Holy Thursday in which, you know, the priest washes the people's feet yeah, yeah. so to me it's a beautiful example of service and that's something that jesus commanded us and made it part of the first eucharist you know and then on good friday you know as we will talk later you know it's very particular because that leads us to the maximum and to the par excellence you know the the biggest sign of love that god can give us and then we walk together you know in these three days towards easter which is um the very thing that Jesus did that no one else in history has done, which is defeat death. So it's beautiful. And and Friday is the second day of what's called the Tritium, mm -hmm. right? Yes. Right. And that's Latin for three days? Three days. Three days, mm -hmm. right? Yay, I never took Latin, but there we go. Hey, you got it. You're pressing uh, it up. <laughs> so the Tritium, right? It starts with Thursday, which is Holy Thursday, yeah. correct? The, or we celebrate the, the, the Passover, the Lord's <clears throat> Supper, right? Mm -hmm. Uh, and then Good Friday, which mm -hmm. we'll talk about today, and then Holy Thursday. I mean, Holy, Holy Saturday. Holy Saturday. Yes. Or the Easter Vigil, right? Easter so Easter's vigil. not part of that tradition. No, no. And uh, you know, and how about this? You know, those three days are separated. And they are not. Uh, uh, they are not even a single season. You know, we and finish up the season of Lent in the after, in the evening of Thursday, Holy Thursday, and then this triduum basically is kind of a mini, like a small season in itself because. If you really pay attention, you know, uh, to the liturgies and the celebrations of those three days, we start making the sign of the cross on Thursday, Holy Thursday. But when we go to the veneration of the cross on Friday, we just go straight to the prayer. We don't even make the sign of the cross. So it's like a three day long mass. It's really beautiful. Three if you day really, prayer. Huh? Yes. You know, and it culminates, you know, with uh, Easter and the blessing of the water and the A word. <laughs> how, how neat. So, you, so we're... We're starting Thursday all the way till Easter Vigil is just one long exactly. mini season, the, right? The one Pascal long mystery. Uh -huh. marathon of prayer. Exactly. That really has like the most visual uh, 
images. Oh, yeah, yeah it has everything. Oh, right. The, the smells. Exactly. Uh, the, the, the incense, the visuals, you know, when uh, you strip the altar on Holy Thursday. Mm -hmm. And then on Friday, there is nothing. You know, the, the, um, the church is empty. There's not even the Blessed Sacrament exposed. Yeah, yeah. And then uh, on Thursday and on Holy Saturday, you have all these... Um, the hallelujah, you have the bells, you have the lights, you have the incense again, you know. No, um, you just the A-word. I said, oh, he said the A-word. Oh, I couldn't say, oh. <laughs> and I've been campaigning for not to saying it. Oh, boy. Please forgive me. <laughs> um, so, so let's get into it. Why do we call Good Friday good? Exactly. Well, um, there's two approaches to that. And the first one, I think uh, we will just want to speak about it linguistically. And then yeah. we will just really kind of delve into the mystery of salvation. So linguistically, you know, uh, it's interesting because if you take the word Good Friday and take it into German, it's called, it's not called um, Good Friday there, but actually Suffering Friday. Mm. And if you take it into Spanish, it's not Good Friday, but actually Holy Friday. Mm. So it's very interesting, you know, it seems to me, and some linguistics have this theory that in the old English, they wanted to um, somehow the word God um, they wanted to call it God Friday, and we'll get into it because it's really beautiful and powerful. Um, somehow down the road was kind of translated translated into as good. So linguistically, you know, uh, it's meant to signify what it signifies in German or it signifies mm -hmm. in, in, in Spanish, you know, but um, somehow in English got to be called good. But that, it's important to keep that context, you know. That's linguistically speaking, and that's very... Um, uh, superficial in a way but the deepest meaning of that is what happens on Friday and I think in order to talk about that we should talk about the promises that we hear in the Old Testament that in the fulfillment of time God will send his son to heal what was broken with our first um, parents you know mm -hmm. Adam and Eve mm -hmm. that original sin that rapture somehow that we had between our connection with God someone had to fix that and heal it. Mm. And that can only happen at the cross. And um, how? In the fulfillment of time, God had set up, you know, a plan of salvation that could bring us again back to that contact and harmony and union with God. And um, I guess he tried with the prophets, you know, down history. Mm -hmm. yeah. But uh, you know how we are as human beings, you know. <laughs> so, and even Jesus has his beautiful um, parable of, like, you know, the, the the owner of the land sending his employees, you know, to say, like, hey, you know, what's up? Pick up your perks, yeah. your, your acts. But um, eventually he ends up sending his very son, you know, saying that they will listen to me. So what Jesus did is, like, he came to heal and to give us our dignity that somehow got lost, you know, down in history. And this can happen. And Pope Francis says, Pope Francis says it so beautifully. Jesus had to absorb all the pain of human condition and all the heaviness of sin in a death like he had, you know, mm -hmm. in a death on the cross, which was not only painful, but humiliating, agonizing, that shameful, um, shameful you know, being just naked in front of everybody as you are dying, you know, uh, but he had to experience that. So that was the ultimate price that Jesus wanted to pay for us. And that to me is a beautiful mystery of love, you know. And then Pope Francis continues and says that um, the crucifixion actually does three things. First of all, it frees us from that sin, the first sin of our parents. Second of all, it opens up to us the doors to heaven. 
And the third thing he says, it gives us hope. Because if God is able to draw life from death itself, and those things are offered to us as a free gift, I mean, just imagine that sense of hope that I can bring. So, you know, a day that is as awful and as ugly as the Friday of the crucifixion becomes a good thing. Because that is the ultimate proof of love that God is given to us. Awesome. So it's, we call it good because it is necessary. Mm-hmm. It is necessary exactly. to be, to arrive at Easter. Mm-hmm. Right. Yes. How interesting. Uh, and could we call Good Friday a direct translation from Spanish, right? Uh, Viernes Santo. We mm-hmm. could also call it Holy Friday, no? Holy Friday, yes. Because it is good and it is holy mm-hmm. because of the acts, right? We're, we're, really, exactly. uh, we're calling what took place, the acts of Jesus, what happened to Jesus, good. Exactly. In, in, in a kind of backwards way, though, right? We're calling the suffering uh-huh. and all these things that yes. you described, the crucifixion, good because it was necessary for the resurrection to occur. Exactly. And um, St. John Paul II says, when something is real, when love is real, it's also fruitful. You know? So this was not in vain. This had an effect. You know, that um, the possibility of resurrection for us, the possibility of salvation, the possibility of hope, those are some of the fruits that this Good Friday brings about. Mm-hmm. And it's interesting that, that I'm listening to you, I'm thinking of the book of Genesis, you know, when um, God was creating the world, he says, and, and God saw that it was good. Mm-hmm. So this day, as painful and as, uh, um, as, you know, when I was a little kid, I was always wondering why Jesus being all-powerful, you know, being the Son of God. And he actually says it, you know, it's like, I have a, 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 an army of angels ready to protect me. But, you know, why is it that he chose the path of humility, you know, to save us? And um, so that's when, you know, the, Pope, the, the words of Pope Francis really resonate to me. It's like because he really wanted to somehow take up on our own yokes and our own sins, you know, and... Um, he wanted to um, to do the very thing that most of us are afraid of, death, you know, mm-hmm. and to take into that and turn it into life. Yeah, that's yeah. a great way that you you stated mm-hmm. it previously, um, that he was able to bring life out of death, mm-hmm. right? I, I, that's a really neat way to, to, to phrase that, the yeah. resurrection, life out of death. Mm-hmm. And that's why we essentially shouldn't fear death, right? Exactly. Because we know that God it will bring life out of our death, and it's a new life, reno- reborn, renewed. Uh, and, and that's what we see happening with Jesus. Jesus is the example, right? Mm-hmm. Jesus is uh, proof to us of what is to come. You know? Exactly, right. exactly. You know, um, there is a beautiful passage in the Gospel of John. I think it's chapter 6. You know, chapter 6 is like very long. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, but Deep. he, exactly, you know, when he's saying farewell to the disciples and saying, you know, he says like, do not lose your hope. That's how he opens. And then he says, I am going ahead of you to prepare, to prepare a place for you mm-hmm. so that, you know, wherever, and then when everything is ready, I'll, go, I'll come and take you. And then Jesus closes that discourse by saying, believe, believe me, you know. And I think the proof of this is the very fact that after Good Friday, you know, he came back to life. Mm-hmm. And he did things that no one else has done who has died before, you know, come back to life. People touched him, you know, people saw him. Yeah. There are like so many accounts of his 
Jesus coming back to life again that not, are also outside the Bible. There is like historical evidence, you yeah. know, that this Jesus was alive again. So that gives him the authority to say these things. And the beautiful part is that he says, this is for you. Mm. I'm extending this gift to all of you. So to me, that makes it a good Friday mm -hmm. indeed. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we're going to do some rapid fire questions uh, because there's a lot of practices that take place on Good Friday. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to just go straight oh, yeah. at you and you see oh. what your, your quick answers are to here. Oh, boy. So on a Good Friday, the first thing you guys do is go in and lay on the ground. You guys are venerating the cross. What does mm -hmm. that mean? Why do I do that? Again, just seeing what the cross does. The cross is the beautiful and the proof of God's love and the proof of what our afterlife will be like in God. Awesome. Uh, another thing that I, I saw later in my, in my church was the covering of statues, of pictures, and, and sometimes they do it in purple. Why mm -hmm. do they cover those things? Um, first of all, the, everything is covered except the altar. So, you know, everything kind of focuses again on the one who is the center and the source of our faith, which is Jesus Christ. You know what? I, I heard... I heard um, a priest, I believe it was a priest in a homily one day on Good Friday was, because without Christ, none of this would be exactly. Here, right? So no exactly. saint, no, yes. you know, all this. No thing. church, you know, yeah, no, no scripture. Church, yeah. Yeah. So it's really bare, really stripped down. Everything's yeah. covered. Yeah. It's no really hope, no neat salvation. to think that way. Yeah. Um, is it true on Good Friday, it's the only day of the year when no mass is ever celebrated? Um, um, again, you know, the Mass is basically like a three-day Mass. Mm. So it begins on Holy Thursday, it ends up on um, Easter Sunday. So technically, no, there's no Mass celebrated wow. there. And that's why, you know, on Holy Thursday, we consecrate a lot of hosts. Yeah. So that when people <laughs> receive communion, you don't have to consecrate, but just take them and distribute communion. And and the, the tabernacle is left open. What's the yeah. significance of that? To me, that's one of the most beautiful things that I can see, you know, when it's open, just to, um, to remind us of, again, and I think you mentioned it, quoting that priest, that none of this would, we will not have any of this having it been because of that death and resurrection of Christ. Vocabulary check. The tabernacle is where, uh, where consecrated hosts, what we receive at communion is, is checked, I mean check, is kept in mm -hmm. there, right? Yeah. And uh, if you guys pay attention in any Catholic church, next to the tabernacle or close to the tabernacle, you'll see a red candle yeah. signifying there is, there is hosts in there, there's a Eucharist in there. Yeah. Um, but on Good Friday, there is none of that. And the candle even is not lit. There's lit, no candle right? on that day. Yeah. To me, that's powerful. It really brings me to, to tears to, to see that powerful image, you know, of what has been given to us out of love. And I would argue on Good Friday, on mm -hmm. these three days, this long marathon of prayer, mm -hmm. right, is probably the most visual impacting services we have. I mean, you yeah. got the smells, you mm -hmm. got the stripping down, you got yeah. the, the, I mean, the sounds, right? Because on, on Easter yeah. Vigil... And here at the Newman Center, we practice, uh, when we sing the Gloria, mm -hmm. there we go. Okay. That's one of the sounds right there. That's the sound. Hey, hey perfect timing. <laughs> the bells, right? <laughs> that we have bells go off on for, for Gloria. Yeah. Uh, we have ringing and yeah. the bells and all that. So it's so interesting to see all these visual, all our senses being engaged. Exactly. In anticipation for, the, yes. for Christ's resurrection. Yes. And, and, and they tell all these these you know, signs and all these words. And, and even if you pay close attention to the prayers, they tell our story. It's a beautiful love story between God and his people. That's all of us. So, you know, my invitation for you who are listening to this, you know, um, as the Holy Triduum is coming, pay attention, leave it out. You know, it's once a year mm -hmm. and it's totally worth it. If you really kind of hold on to that and follow it and pay like this 
Vatican II says, like, you know, uh, if we pay, like, our full conscience and active participation in the liturgy, we really get the best of it. And we're going to find that everything is connected and everything really comes out, comes down to God's love for us that wanted to make us part of it. Awesome. Well, thank you so much, Father. Thank you, everyone, for listening. We hope that you are able to engage uh, in this Holy Week in a new way and, and pay attention to these things that maybe we, we look past. So we hope that we see you perhaps in person or you're joining in streaming and in whatever services that you are a part of. Uh, we wish you, if it's too far in advance, uh, a happy, happy Easter. Easter. We can say that, right? Because this is yes. this is in the future. Yes, right? <laughs> that's the, the magic of podcasting, right? <laughs> we live in the future. <laughs> but uh, yes, you know, and and again, just take a, you know, I know, right quick, we don't have much time, but you know, it's like if somebody, you know, in Christmas time, you know, somebody comes and gives you a gift, mm. and then you take the gift, and you know, you're like, oh, thank you so much, but you don't even unwrap it, you oh. know. But you know. If you really think of uh, uh, the Triduum, you know, Holy Thursday and Good Friday and Holy Saturday as a gift that God is giving to you, but uh, really unpack it, you unwrap know, tear it. the paper, yeah. unwrap it and, and open it up and enjoy it because it's a good something will yeah. And, you know, what the church teaches, it gives us grace as well. If there is blessings that come by being part of this. It's really neat to unpack yeah. it. That's a really good yeah. visual to do yeah. that. Yeah. Oh, awesome. I'm excited. I'm excited for Holy Week. Yeah, and and it's going to be, although it's not the same yet. Uh, we we will thank God we will be able to have things in person at least this year compared to last year. Exactly, uh, things you know are, are, are different these days. But um, as Saint Paul says, in Christ everything becomes new. Amen, amen. Thank you so much, Padre. Thank you thank for you. our listeners. And like always, this is Young People Ask. And uh, send quote, us your questions. <laughs> oh yes, always send us your questions. And 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 uh, you can email it to us, or if you join us in person, you can come up to us and just ask, and we'll jot it down somewhere. And uh, to quote Father Byron, we are doing this together because we can grow in faith one question at at a time. time. So thank you so much. Thank you, Father. Gracias. Till next time. Ciao.